Blog Talk Radio. You're live on Awake with Offset on the new Evolution Radio Network. Thank you. 
think of the details of it. See what you're wearing. What does it smell like? What is the room like? Visualize who you are and who you want to give to us. In your life. Be in gratitude for the opportunity to show up. For being able to manifest in a way that is interconnected to all other folks with their gifts. We need you in your talents, in your strengths. Keep breathing, deep breath in. And ensuring that the love that you want from others, you are first given to yourself. Visualizing the ability to be profound. And as I said, what a wonderful day to have our first male guest. And it's a King Jr. celebration. Wasn't intentional until you realize it. Just sit in your greatness and meditate on your gifts and talents, and what you're supposed to give to us, the world, the universe. Visualize the rest of your week as you enjoy your day off. What it is you need to accomplish. Breathe in. Let's take three deep Visualization breath, deep breath in. And out. Deep breath in. And out. Last one, deep breath in. And out. As of the Creator keeps me an empty vessel. As we build without the bounce back, remembering everyone on the line why you are here, being open to receive, and recognizing that we are making a spiritual imprint together. Keep breathing and hold that energy. T's going to take us one more time to remember the power of putting music in front of ourselves to get our minds right on this journey. You are on Awake With Our Set, on New Evolution Radio, where the evolution is the revolution. 20,000 listeners, y'all, thank you for joining us. Brother Joey's show on Sunday, Brother Jonah's show on Friday. Keep breathing, and we'll be right back with our guests.
And we are back. We are back. We are back. Grand Rising. It is Monday. You are on Awake with Offset. Thank you for joining us. We are celebrating our 20,000 listeners. Brother Joey has done an excellent job with running this station. This is New Evolution Radio, where the evolution is the revolution. Um, <clears throat> with Brother Jonah bringing his audience over as well, and all of us just recognizing that we need a place where, where we can heal from finances to civics to spiritual to mental, emotional, which is what I hold down. And then those brothers make sure that we understand our sovereignty and understand that we can definitely be moving in a cohesive unit as a, as a people, especially for the melanated folks and all of the more. So shout out to New Evolution Radio and Brother Joey for creating this platform and for condensing minds, shoot, you know, I've been on the radio show for over seven, seven, eight years, I don't know, a long time. And to to not have to deal with the logistics side of it, um, it's been nice to just be able to show up. And Sister Teak ensures that I, all I have to do is show up and be here where I said, Miriam. So without further ado, we are going to bring in our guest. Um, Brother has been... Um, doing some amazing work and to see transformation before your eyes and to see the impact of being able to make different decisions and visualize your life to be what it is. Um, Dr. Bounce Back has definitely done it. Um, Brother Dudley is, is going to share his story, going to share some wisdom, and we're just going to build. Y'all know how, how my guests are. Y'all get to eavesdrop on people that are in my life that I, that I know that are dope and able to really come through and make a difference. And you guys just get to eavesdrop on our conversation. We will open up the lines for you to ask questions yourself. And depending on the time, depending on, on where we are at, um, you know, you, you might even get an opportunity to get a little reading. But next week for sure will be that, that time. So make sure that you tune in next week as well. So without further ado, Brother Dr. Bounce Back, how are you? Yes, ma'am. I'm good. How are you doing this morning? Good, good, good. Thank you for joining us. You are. Um, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, brother Joey, uh, my dear, dear brother, we, we had this understanding that when we got to 20,000 listeners, we were going to start bringing in our guests. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. being the first brother of 2019 wow. awake with our set, Thank you for joining us on I'm Dr. Martin Luther I'm King's birthday. Yes. Thanks yes. for having me. I'm definitely honored, definitely um, honored to to be on with you on on this on this special day. Even though I received some unfortunate news this morning, I'm a I'm a keep I'm a keep pushing, and we're gonna get through this conversation because I believe that I'm here for the cause. And and one of the mm-hmm. unfortunate reasons that I'm that I'm heavy in the heart this morning is because a young man that I was I was trying to pull him out the streets. Um, we have a lot of history. He's a lot younger than me. You know what I mean? And I can I can even remember when me and this guy was in the Denver County Jail together when I was still mm. bumping my head 10 years ago. And unfortunately, he he lost his life in the late hours of the night. And uh, mm. so that so that has so that has me heavy this morning. But like I said, I'm here for the cause. So I'm still thankful and I still got gratitude in my heart that, that I can be here with you and hopefully feed some wisdom or some knowledge or, you know, inspire some people. Uh, they get to hear my story in some way today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a moment of silence to 
give prayer and, and gratitude for this young man's life. As he's entering to be a, a new ancestor, may that transition be easy for his family, friends, yourself, brother. Thank you for guiding and mentoring. Yes, ma'am. I say. So I would love for you to share what your story mm-hmm. is. I think that's a great um, segue, right, okay. in ensuring that, that people understand the power of change and transformation. Right. So share who you are and, and how you got to where you are right now. Okay. Well, my name is Dudley Thurmond, um, Dudley Thurmond Jr., but I'm known as Dr. Bounce Back. That's a name that I adopted from one of my, my mentors uh, probably about four years ago, probably about four years ago. And after sitting down with him and have a seri- having a series of conversations, he was just like, man, you, you've been able to take what looked like some of your greatest setbacks, what looked like uh, situations that could have literally doomed you, like for real, for real. And and you were able to um, tactic, tactically take those experiences and turn them into into great outcomes. And so he just sat down and he analyzed. And he said, "Man, you, Doctor Bounceback." And I said, "All right, I'm Doctor Bounceback." Well, life began for me in Hamilton, Ohio. Um, I was actually just speaking last week. I was speaking last week about my hometown and where I'm from. And I mean, not to not Colorado because I was raised in Colorado and Colorado made me the man that I am, but where I'm from, it's like, it's the hood for real. You know what I mean? Like it's the hood for real. Me and my brothers, I mean, we lived with roaches. We lived hearing gunshots all day and night. Um, my mom took me home from the hospital to the housing projects, and that was life for us. And and I can remember one specific day when we were we were playing hide and go seek. We would always play hide and go seek, uh, and and we went in that night and we woke up the next day and and walked out of our our apartment, our project apartment, and there was yellow tape all around the dumpster that we used to run around and. Man, they had literally found a little girl that we used to play hide-and-go-seek with that we played the day before. They found her in that dumpster dead, body dismembered, you know. And my mom was like, that's enough, you know what I mean? I'm I'm getting y'all up out of here. And we left Hamilton, Ohio. We had one suitcase. My mom had, each one of us had a change of clothes, my two brothers, my sister. One change of clothes, my mom had 20 bucks. We we got to Aurora, Colorado, and and we lived with my aunt, 10 people in an apartment, you know, we got in football and all that stuff. But it seemed like challenges really began to settle in in my life. And, and I was a kid that wanted to have a father. That was something that I would never see. That was a relationship I would never have. And and so I started straying down the wrong road. You know, I was kind of rebelling. I was kind of you know, trying to find my way. I was I was raising myself. My mom did what she what she could, but it's hard for a black woman to raise a strong minded young black male. You dig what I mean? That and that's what that's what people don't understand. You know what I mean? They they see they see the moms doing the best that they can, but they they wanna 
they want to finger point and say what they should what should be doing or should be doing. Well, you step in, bro. You step in, brother, and help her. You dig what I mean? Because it's hard for a woman to to raise a black man. Like, like we are. First off, so many young black men don't even understand their true capacity. They don't even know who they are. You know. And, and if they really understood who they are, they would probably operate differently. Like we are mm-hmm. powerful beyond measure, you know. And I went and bumped my head. I got into a lot of trouble here and there. I had a really high skill set to play the game of football, but I but I always say that I had an underdeveloped mindset to play the game mm-hmm. of life. I had a high skill set to play the game of football and and make all these um, decisions, but. In life, I had an under, underdeveloped mindset to play the, the, uh, the game of life. And I always found myself in situations, you know. Um, however, my mom always kept me in a position to grow, whether I was getting in trouble or not. I can remember I was actually born hearing impaired, and I had speech problems, and I had to have a surgery to correct that. And when we got here to Colorado, I was in the fourth grade. She put me in speech classes, and she threw me in this program, Odyssey of the Mind, and I was uh, actually oratoring. I was speaking. I was in competitions, and um, I was a little Jerry Curl headed, little short fat kid <laughs> at the time. And and I was, but I was winning first place prizes. You dig what I mean? So there was something in me as a little boy that I hadn't even recognized. So I had to go through this turmoil through my whole life to really get to know who I really am, and and. It's always been there, even though I was getting in trouble and, and messing up and doing all these things. High school, everybody thought I was going straight, Division One, straight to the NFL, but I didn't even have a college opportunity right out of high school. You know what I mean? My grades was terrible. The opportunities that came, I threw them, I threw them letters in the mail because I felt like I mm-hmm. should be going here or there. You know, I just, I just didn't have that strong guidance. My mom tried, but it wasn't enough. And... um and I and I just kept going, and, and, and I ended up out of college about a year and a half out of high school. Um, but I'm not going to – I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to be transparent. Fresh out of high school at 18 years old, I mean, I hadn't even been out of high school for two months. I caught a crazy case, and I had to bond out on $50,000, and I had to fight that case for almost a year. And mm-hmm. I was acquitted, okay? And mm-hmm. – and, and I went to college, and I went to a college where I had a really great opportunity, and I kind of didn't take advantage of the opportunity. I always say, you know, that opportunities are, you know, there's a window of opportunity, and at some point in time, mm-hmm. that window or door of opportunity will close. But I've learned here recently that opportunities, there is no window, really. There's They just lay in the cut, waiting for you to recognize them. And that was an, an amazing opportunity when I went to Garden City Junior College. I sat down with Kansas State's defensive coordinator, and they were going to bring me up to Kansas State, and I was going to get my opportunity to play Division One ball. But I totally threw that opportunity down the drain, went to uh, went home for the summer, didn't go back for the fall semester, started running the streets, hustling, selling drugs, this and that and that. About six months later, another opportunity came. And I had to go to summer school to access this opportunity. Went to summer school the whole summer. Last day of summer school, I was going to be going to football camp in three days. And 
And on that last day of summer school, I decided to go out to a party, and I went out to a party, and I ended up getting stabbed with a three-foot sword that went completely through my body. I almost died the night I finished summer school. I was going to be leaving to go to football camp in three days. And that really should have been the turning point for me, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, recovery was strenuous. I went through a lot bouncing back. My body had went through a lot. I, I lost 70 pounds. I was being pushed around in a wheelchair. But I'm going to tell you this, in a matter of seven months, I really had to buckle down and harness my mental power. I had to I had to set out some nice goals and objectives for myself. When I started working towards those goals and objectives, in a matter of seven months, I was bigger than I was before I got stabbed. I was stronger than I was before I got stabbed. I was bench pressing like 500 pounds after I recovered from that stabbing, and I kind of went back out to the streets with a vengeance. You know what I mean? I felt like I had mm-hmm. something to prove, and my life continued to – spin and I was living life without without a vision really I didn't really have a vision of what I wanted my life to look like I wasn't you know I wasn't mapping out plans I wasn't waking up every day thinking about a specific goal or thing that I wanted to accomplish and and then I found myself standing in front of a judge again judge getting ready to read that verdict back and that's when it was real because I was looking at 17 years this time and even though (laughs) a lot of things didn't add up with that situation it was it was it was it was my final draw. It was like it. It was my last it was my last big thing that I was gonna have to go through. And the judge, I mean jury, trial, everything, they found me guilty and I couldn't believe it. And and my max in jail was, was gonna be seventeen years. And that's when the change actually started. When I got shipped back into that into that prison, man. I really began to to focus on on me. For once, I began to look at myself in the mirror and analyze what had been holding me back my whole life, what had been keeping me from opportunities, what had been keeping me from excelling and succeeding. And I and I came to realize that it was me. It was me as an individual. It was me holding myself back. It was me not recognizing that. I had a call and a purpose on my life every time God put me in a position to see that. And mm-hmm. and so now I'm sitting here in a in the in the Denver County Jail waiting on sentencing and my life is beginning to change right before my eyes. For the first time in my life I could actually see. Some people mm-hmm. believe that what you see with your eyes is is reality, but that's not true, you know? Um, you 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 can have twenty. You can go to the doctor and, and they say you got twenty twenty vision. You don't need to see. You don't need glasses, but you still ain't seeing a damn thing. Excuse my language. You're still seeing nothing. You dig what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I sat down in that jail and I started to see. I started to visualize what I was capable of doing. I started looking at all the experiences that I had had through my whole life. Every single one. I mean, I analyzed every single thing. I'm every single experience that summer when I went to summer school and how I coincidentally got thrown into a public speaking class. And I just happened to get a standing ovation with every speech I gave. I had cornrows. I wore Dickies under my butt with an oversized white t-shirt to school every day. You dig what I mean? And I'm sitting Mm -hmm. at the front of the class giving these, giving these speeches. and, And, and the teacher is just like, my goodness, 
who, where'd you learn how to do this? I just came off the block. You dig what I mean? I didn't nobody teach me how to do this. I was literally on the block and going to, and then going to school, you know, and then going to train. And it was just a cycle. I would hustle, go to go to go to school for the day, go train, and it was just a cycle. And it was just a cycle. And 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 I thought I was going places, but I began to look at all those experiences when I was in jail. I began to um, focus on my values, you know, the things that meant most. I started asking myself questions, you know, very powerful questions that that allow me to hold myself accountable. And and my whole life and my whole life began to change, and 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 this is where it happened. I'm gonna tell you in about five, four or five minutes. I went to they shipped me off to Bent County Correctional Facility, and uh, and when I got to Bent County Correctional Facility, I was very focused. I was in the books every day, and I was kind of staying to myself. I knew a lot of people there. They they looked at me like big homie, but I wasn't on that anymore. I was on. I was on something different. And out of 1,200 inmates, these guys came to me, and they was like, man, we, we want you to be a part of this program called Choices. And I'm like, okay, uh, the Choices program, what is that? You know, uh, I, I wasn't really feeling it because, you know, I was kind of just staying focused and doing me. But they continued to ask me. I wanted to know why they wanted me. They said I just looked like somebody that should be a part of the program. They invited me to a meeting. I went to the meeting. Hey, guys all green just like me no no correctional officers or anything in the room and they and none of none of the guys really smiling at me and talking they was just like we want to hear you talk you know here's another here's another opportunity here here's another opportunity for for God himself or the creator of the universe to show me what I was working with you know but I was moving so fast on the streets that I wasn't seeing it I was just always thrown in these positions to talk and so I open my mouth and start talking. Twelve minutes later, they all standing up, they clapping, and they want to know how long I have been doing it. And I'm like, man, I was really thugging. Like, I had a real reputation for for getting it in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and I don't like to mm-hmm. talk about that part of it because I don't want to be praised about that. But the Choices Program was a program where they bring educators, parents, and youth into the facility, and these guys put on presentations. It was the only program like this at a at a at a facility in the state of Colorado, because it wasn't scare straight or none of that. They spent government dollars to teach these guys how to speak and consult, and and uh, they wanted me to be a part of the program, and they didn't even know me. I became a part of the program within a matter of weeks. I became the program's top speaker. I went, the judge brought me back to court to reconsider my sentence four-hour drive all the way back to Denver, and she let me out of jail that day and suspended everything. I was in, I was in there for a matter of months because she said, you got mm-hmm. work to do. I hit the ground running, and, and, I've, been, and I've been doing this ever since. Mm-hmm. You know, Dudley, it's, it's, um, first of all, thank you for sharing your story um, because it's, it's amazing when – it's amazing how God works, first of all, but it's also right. amazing to to know that like that was that was your your final opportunity and you grasped it. it and was. I'm just sitting here trying to um, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly when we met in that journey because I'm not right. Like I think what happened was the that light in you. I was I, I knew was there, 
But you met me on the upside. Yeah, right. you right, met me. Right. You like, met me on the upside right. after I had got out of mm-hmm. the place, and I was on the upside, and I was actually doing some speaking, doing a little yep. work, and I and I was raising my boys. And you know what type mm-hmm. of father I am. I'm a very yep. passionate father. It's ride or die on mine. Those are my babies. I make every sacrifice. I go without. I I, I leave opportunities on the table for my boys, and so. You probably saw me parenting. You <laughs> ain't no telling. You know they mm-hmm. always with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and it's 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 just it's it's that double. It's that when you when you get to see someone's light and then their reputation may precede them from being in the streets, right? And you're always curious, like, well, that's not the energy that is there. You know what I mean? Right. You know, that's not right. There. And so being able to, and like I said, like, it, it wasn't like we were super close or, or you know, it was right. just like, no, like an understanding, like I we, see how we, you yeah. parent and, and I see that you you have good, you got a good heart for a brother and, and I see you. And it was just always like, I see you, brother, like good shit, you know? And right. It's right just dope on. to hear the the backstory because I wasn't aware of how, like right just people in the streets you 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 get that but you but I right. never had the details um, so thank you for right. being vulnerable thank you for sharing yes ma'am um, I think yes, it is, ma'am. I think it's powerful so so what are your tell, well before I ask that question tell us the power of visualization and how that has um how that has okay. helped you. Sh- helped you shift okay. and how you continue to use visualization. Visual visualization is my number one tool. It's the it's the biggest tool you can have. Um people really don't understand the power of visualization and the power of the imagination. Damn God ain't give you imagination just for nothing. That is your tool. That's your instrument. Everything happens in in your mind, you know. And 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 I'm diving back. I'm diving back to incarceration. This is where it all happened for me. Oh, I can't even sit down right now. Y'all got me up on my feet. <laughs> I was sitting in Denver County Jail waiting on sentencing, and I'm just and and, and this is how this is how it started. I I. It was laid in my heart to write on a piece of paper what I wanted to happen, right? What what I want the outcome to be. I want to be delivered. I want to be delivered. So I wrote on this piece of paper a bunch of times, and I knew that I was going to read this piece of paper out loud three times a day, okay, while working on my manifestation, and I was going to fast. This is stuff that I don't know anything about. Just because I tapped into my spirit, the, the, the plans – the plans came and dropped into my spirit also without me even knowing how to do this stuff. I knew nothing about it. This is just what was brought to me by God. And I started reading it every day and I would walk around this pod. I would walk around this pod while all these people are doing all kinds of stuff, smoking cigarettes in the corner. They over there, they're over there uh, rolling dice with the toilet paper dice. They over there uh, playing cards and gambling stuff and, and I'm just walking around in circles in my zone saying it's in my mind and one early morning I'm walking and I look to the right and I see this black guy I would always see him playing with cars by himself and doing things by himself 
and I looked, and he was sitting on his bunk, and he had a piece of paper staring on, on, the, on, the, on the floor, and he was staring at this piece of paper. And so as I walked around the pod, everyone's doing everything. No one's paying attention. I immediately in my spirit knew what he was trying to do. I knew he was trying to make that piece of paper move. I stood on the other side mm-hmm. of the room, and I watched him stare at that piece of paper and visualize it moving. I've never said a word to this guy. And I just stood there, and I stared at the piece of paper also. And guess what the piece of paper started doing? It started moving. And immediately I understood the power of, of the mind. I understood the power of visualization. And I just yelled out, how'd you do that? And he called me over there. He was like, shh, be quiet. No one, nobody will know, you know what I'm doing. He said, what'd you see? I said, I saw it move, and you know you saw it too. Well, I don't know, man. I think it might. I said, come on, man. Tell me what's up. And he was like, you know, he sat me down, and over a couple days he explained to me about the power of the mind, visualization. He was talking to me about quantum physics and the whole nine yards. And so Mm -hmm. from that point on, I I started understanding visualization. So I kept my eyes on my target, which was being delivered. Went to court Mm -hmm. after fasting for three days, no food, just water. Went to court on an empty stomach. The DA wanted to give me 10 years. The judge said, no, I'm going to give him seven. But I stayed focused on my vision. They shipped me out to a facility, and I continued to read my palm statement, what I call your palm statement, your power of manifestation statement. I read it every day, day and night, visualized, prayed, fasted. I mean, did it all every day, and boom, 120 days, the judge brought me back to a court and delivered me. That's the power of visualization. And, and I mean, I, I, I created a, a picture in my mind of what it was going to look like when I got out, what I was going to be doing, the relationship I was going to have with my kids, how I was going to hit the ground running, how I was going to be speaking here and there and there and there. Man, I got out, and in a matter of weeks, I was being flown to universities to deliver keynote presentations, being chauffeured around. And they didn't even know I had just got out of there. I wasn't going and giving talks about jail and prison. I was giving intellectual presentations. I got involved in Toastmasters International, started winning first place uh, competitions, and and it's just been on since then. Mm. Mm. That is, um, Toastmasters is is so awesome, but I I think, you know, you you have a gift. You have a gift. I'm sitting here, um, listening like you you really do have the oratory gift where you can just sit and listen to your story and sit and listen to to how you have been able to use quantum physics and spirituality and well as we know that's one and the same thing and um manifest the life that you wanted when all odds were against you right and and this yes, is what my hope is is to bring Dr. Bounce back back on on the show because one I think that especially young black males need to hear this you know what I'm saying need to hear that like yeah you could have been in the streets you could have been doing all of that and and I tell folks all the time like I know more good black men than I do bad black men always and mm-hmm. what you represent is like breaking down universalism when it comes to spirit so that we can truly be held accountable to our greatness and truly be responsible for what our gifts and talents are to give to the world. So um, this is amazing to, to, to hear. And man, it's just, it's just, it's dope. It's super dope. Super proud of you, brother. Super proud. Thank you. you. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. So tell us about tell us about fatherhood and how fatherhood has impacted your journey and um, shifted you to be able to know you needed to show up in your greatness. Mm. Ah man, it when when I reflect on my life, when I reflect over life, man, I I just I think about so many mostly just missed opportunities. And, and and when I was talking about opportunities earlier, you know, I believe now that opportunities they 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 sit quietly and silently off to the side. They follow you quietly with their hood on, you know, shoo shooing, waiting to be recognized. And there were so many times that I had opportunities that I didn't recognize that I didn't take advantage of. But if I had a father like myself, I wouldn't have missed one damn opportunity. Therefore, my my boys, they're not going to miss an opportunity. You dig what I mean? Because I'm, if, if they miss it, I'm going to see it for them. And I'm going to mm-hmm. make them capitalize on it. And it took me, it took me a lot of work with my oldest boy, with my oldest boy, a young man that's been through a lot. He's now a freshman mm-hmm. at Grambling State University. You mm-hmm. met him that night. We 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 bumped yep. into each other. He's a he's a freshman at Grambling State, but people don't understand his story. I'm talking about mm-hmm. setback after setback, three surgeries, the whole nine yards. But he kept coming back. He kept he kept coming back. I kept conditioning his mindset. I kept working with him. And now, man, I mean, he creates opportunities. He's a beast mentally. He is a bull. I'm talking about if he wants to run through the wall, he's he's. I I think he's gonna run through the wall because <laughs> he has a way. He has a way with 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 um with motivating himself and keeping himself going. So so, father's parenting. I just started realizing that I want my kids to live a different life or to 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 harness opportunities that I didn't get to harness. I have to be there. I have to be present and I, and I have to show up, you know, and a lot of parents Mm -hmm. don't realize that, that our actions become their circumstances. So, Mm -hmm. so what we do outside of parenting, inside of parenting, in the house and outside of the house, it affects our children. You dig what I mean? So, Mm I didn't realize that me putting, even though I've always been a father, even when I was running the streets, I've always been there. I was, I was coaching mm-hmm. football, winning championships, coaching my boys. When I was in the streets, I would go to the club, be out there fighting and all that, go coach a game the next day and blow some team out, you know. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't understand that I was still putting myself in a position that could, that, 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 the the outcome could could affect my my children. You know what I mean? Imagine if mm-hmm. I didn't come home that night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. if somebody took me out like they just did my my young buddy in front of his kids. Mm-hmm. You dig what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I had to realize that my actions become their circumstances. You know, become their reality. And 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 I just started taking parenting real serious. You know. And I want it to be something that they can look up to, you know what I mean, in a positive mm-hmm. way, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we talk about 
um, parenting and we talk about the importance of family, share how um, to you know two elements that I think I just I just probably probe at every guest to share like how did love show up for you and how did that relationship with your mother your mother took a risk right leaving Hamilton your mother took a risk four children I don't have nothing but but my baby twenty dollars and pay a, a change of clothes um, mm-hmm. how has that affected you in terms of um, appreciation to your mother and the journey with your mother as well as it's been I'm sorry, I, I lost you. I lost you. I lost you. I didn't how, hear it. I lost you. How has the impact the love that you've been able to your wife as well as being as well as the relationship with your mother? How how has those impacted you on your journey? Okay. I didn't hear the full question. I heard right at the end. But I but I'm gonna talk real briefly about the me and my mom's relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my mom has um, we got a very interesting relationship. Um, my my story has a lot of spinoffs and a lot of legs. My mom, I learned so much from my mom uh, growing up. I mean, there's a lot that that I didn't learn growing up, but there's there's a lot of things that I did learn growing up um, coming from my mom and, and, and I didn't understand, I didn't understand why she did a lot of the things that she did the way that she did. So for example, my name is Dudley Lindale Thurman Jr. I always believed my whole life that, that this guy Dudley Sr. was my father. Apparently she believed he was my father too, even though he neglected the hell out of me. And he, I mean, lied to me, was never a part of my life dogged me out, did all that. I've never had a father, but at 23 years old, uh, I went back to Hamilton to visit, and and this guy was at my uncle's house, and he followed me around. He had just got done doing like a 15 year bid, you know, and and you know he was he was he was a bull. He he's very respected in Hamilton. Uh, he, he's a beast. And um, I get back, I met him, and he wanted to, you know, rub elbows with me and hang out with me and do all this stuff. But I didn't know him like that, so I pushed him off. I got back I got back home, and my mom told me that that's who my father is. You know what I'm saying? So here I am mm-hmm. running around as Dudley Lindell Thurman Jr., and and I'm not even a junior to this guy that neglected me my whole life. So I'm making his, I'm making his name look good. You dig? I'm I'm making his his bloodline look good because I because I got his name. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. and so when my mom told me that at 23 years old, uh, man, I really rebelled. It really it really flipped our relationship upside down. Really, you know, because everything that I've been through, she was always there. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. I can remember the early mornings grocery shopping. I would always be the one up with her in the morning grocery shopping. And, and so I learned little things. I got little things from her that my brother didn't get growing up. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm a lot like my mom, you know, my mom is a visionary. You know what I mean? My mom is very, uh, she's very spiritual. Her spiritual senses are very sensitive. You know what I mean? And um, so I picked up a lot of my mom's traits 
and and learned a lot of things from her, even though when she told me the truth, I really rebelled and it really jacked up our relationship. But that was something that I had to put past me and understand why she did things the way that she did. She was actually afraid of me looking up to the guy, you know, doing 15, even though he could have possibly saved my life because I, I would have understood myself a little better, you know, and understood what the what the possibilities was of me living that that life. But it is what it is, you know. So uh, my mom, she, she, she was really hands-on with me and my brothers, and she really hold, held us accountable, regardless of, of what I was doing, still making bad decisions. She always held me accountable, and she, and she loved us unconditionally. You know, she went without. Mm-hmm. She went without mm-hmm. for us, you know, to, to raise us and always made the best of what she had. I even, I even wrote a, a little piece about my mom in my, in my book, The Recipe for Resilience, that's going to be published next month. And I, I talk about how my mom always played to win, you know, whether it was Christmas, holidays, whatever, food pantries, whatever. She put together meals. She she made things happen, and we didn't even understand how she made them happen. You know what I mean? And that's and that's through mm-hmm. unconditional love. You know. Mm-hmm. And how about your your romantic relationships? How has how has your journey impacted that for you? Mm, can you be more specific, please? Um, particularly like with the mother of your children, um, your mm-hmm. relationship and how, how has that really been, a, it, it, how has that impacted your journey as well as how has your journey impacted your okay. um, personal relationships? My, re- my personal relationships. Okay. So the mother of my kids, we started when we was in high school, you know, and she's the mother of my only two, two kids. And my, my oldest boy is 18 and my youngest one is 13. And, and she was, she was there through everything. You know what I mean? She was there through everything. I remember when I was 18 years old, sitting before my first jury, uh, jury trial, she was, I mean, eight and a half months pregnant with my first boy sitting up there in the courtroom with me with a big old belly and a kid, you know? And so, we really grew a special love for each other, you know what I mean? But a relationship never never kept me from doing what I wanted to do or being who I want to be because I was still out there, you know what I mean? And uh, and we grew and we grew and we grew and we kind of grew apart, you know what I mean? And And... I don't I don't know how how that relationship impacted me in any way. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. she's gave me two beautiful beautiful young men that I love dearly and I respect her and appreciate her for that. And as far as the life that I've lived and the life that I currently live and and how it impacts relationships. I don't know because Colorado is Colorado is a weird place, you know. Colorado is a weird place. A lot of people know yes, me as a lot of people know me as who I used to be. A lot of people have watched me go through this amazing transition over the last 10 years. And and a lot of people respect it, but a lot of people also envy it. You know what I mean? I guess because they feel like I should have took their route or this route or that route. 
And and so far as relationships, I I don't have a lot in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of keep to myself and do my own business. You know what I mean? And I and I mm-hmm. and, and I think that's best. However, uh, yeah, it, it takes a lot to to have a close knit relationship with me because I believe in trust. I believe in integrity. Um, I believe in transparency and honesty in relationship. And I'm not really the, I don't, I'm not really the envy hater guy. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and I love, I love all people of all color, you know what I mean? Of all culture, of, of all gender, uh, you know, I used to be a homophobic type of guy, but I don't even discriminate on those people anymore. Like I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm open to building relationships with just about anyone, but you have to meet those standards. You know what I mean? And, and there's not a mm-hmm. lot that meet those standards for me here in Colorado. You know. Mhm, mhm. And and so, being able to to navigate in a in a city in a place right where you're feeling that by the way I want to invite you to we're doing an event um my king and I we're doing an event called mm-hmm. black import with with people who have been imported from Denver into Denver from other places so um mm-hmm. I'll send you that flyer but yes, you know how has that how has that been been for you, like where are you landing with brotherhood? Where are you landing with being able to to have a village of folks that you know are rocking with you? And and I feel you. I completely understand. You want to know the honest that. truth? You want to know the honest yes. truth? I said. Mhm. I don't. I don't have a village. My village is under my roof. You dig what mm-hmm. I mean? My village is with my family. My I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have a village. Because because the village understands my true capabilities, and the village don't want to see a brother rise up and do the real work that's been instilled in him. Not the village of, of, of these Denver streets, as you know, it's a show. And, and I'm transparent. And then we didn't come on this show this morning to talk about that, but I'm transparent as hell. And I'm, I'm not a disrespectful person. I'm not very vulgar, but it is what it is. You know, it's a big mm-hmm. it's a big shit show. You know, everyone is trying to put on this, put on this show and portray this image. You know, versus coming together and and putting their gifts and talents and knowledge and resources together to make some real impact. You dig what I mean? So mm-hmm. when I've tried to be a part of the village or come together and build these relationships, there's there's some really weak-hearted brothers that that don't understand their true power and their true being and they, and they shown away from a, a real powerful spirit and presence like myself. You dig what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there is no village mm-hmm. for me. It's, it's Dudley mm-hmm. Thurman. It's Dr. Bounceback. It's my roof. It's my house. It's my family. You know what I mean? And, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's a great um, way. We're going to take a, a quick, musical breaks to ensure that the folks, especially the folks in Denver, like let that seep in and let that and and understand how can we change that as 
as Dudley said, we're not here to, to talk about that, but it is it, it came up for a reason and transparency spirit guides that and let's think about how can we bridge those gaps and how can we begin to work with one another um so that we can see the village that we know we naturally we naturally naturally should be in. And so let's take a quick break, get some water, Dudley. You you've been You've been going in, and we, we appreciate yes, you. going to do the same. And Sister T, yes, we will be right back.
back. You are on Awake with Offset, and this is New Evolution Radio, where the evolution is the revolution. Yes, that's what it is. Um, I am your host, Healer Offset Marion, and we have a very special guest, Dr. Bounce Back. Um, if you are just joining us, thank you for joining us. If you've been with us, thank you for being, being with us. And if you are listening to this as a download, Thank you for listening, and Brother Joey is the H&IC of the station, and he has created this platform to ensure that healing truly happens on, in, on every engagement of your life, from civics to finance to spirituality, and I'm honored to be the goddess of the station with my sister Teak, making sure that, that the show um, is complete. Also, shout out to Teak for her regular second Monday shows last week was off the chain. It was a wonderful show. Um, so make sure that you were passing the word on. Sister Teak is getting consistent with every second Monday. You can find her hosting her show. And I was listening and just so I was like intrigued and, and honored and proud and like, yes, you're hitting stuff. And so it was it was dope to, to join in a live session. Usually I can only listen when it's when it's played back, so I am intentionally putting time to make sure that I am able to to be there live for this show because it was it was dope. Um, also, shout out to Lady Speech Sankofa for being the first guest of the year, um, a sister who has been a sister of mine um, for years, and I'm sure you guys have fun eavesdropping on our conversation because that's all this is is when we bring on our guests. I'm bringing in dope people that that I admire, dope people that I know personally, dope people that I know professionally, dope people that I'm curious to know, and you guys are just eavesdropping on what the conversation would be. Um, so we're back with Dr. Bounce Back. And, again, brother, thank you so much for joining us this rising. It has been um, it's been enlightening. It's been, it's been great. So tell us about your book, Second Half. It's all about branding who you are. So tell us about this book coming out, um, how exciting you must be, and, and what that journey of writing a book, because it's a journey. <laughs> Definitely. Well, this book is, um, this book is, I feel like it's a solid piece to my puzzle. Um, I don't believe in, I've read a lot of books. Let's let's get that out there. I've read a lot of books. I've read the Bible books and all that. I call them Bible books. You know, the books that look like the Webster, Webster Dictionary, those big old books that, you know, it just they just go on and on and on. So I I like to read books that pack a big punch, but that are that are small in stature. So you can get straight to the point, get straight to the meat and potatoes, and you can go over it over and over again. So a mentor recommended to me that I write a uh, a tips book. So my book is a smaller, it's a small book, it's a smaller book. You can probably read it in a matter of days. You can read it over and over and over, and it's titled The Recipe for Resilience. And basically, I give you um, a few quick steps on how to overcome life's obstacles. And 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 I talk about things like um, learning how to confront the uh, challenges. I talk about learning how to train your mind to see good in all situations. I talk about vision honing and and developing what I call runway vision. And I won't go in detail about that. You know, I talk about the power of gaining momentum and 
And I give the analogy of how an 18-wheeler, how does an 18-wheeler, a truck that weighs 60,000 pounds, get up to 85, 90 miles an hour? You know, there's usually a, a 10 to 16-gear uh, pattern, and, and that, that driver has to knock down a gear to get mm-hmm. to continue to pick up speed, knock down another gear to gain the momentum. And I and I believe that life is no different. You know what I mean? You knock down one small challenge or one small goal, it gives you the fuel and the gas to get to the next one. And you get stronger and stronger and stronger and, and more resilient as time goes on. And and I talk about things that people probably generally know, but they're mm-hmm. not they're not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, yeah. Good. Good. And so your mentor, what what um what do you hope to see once the book is published and, and out on shelves? Are you looking to tour? What is the goal for for you with the That's book? That's what I'm looking for. So, so I have I'm working with a couple people, and first and foremost, when the book drops next month in February, you can expect you can expect to see me at several Barnes and Nobles uh, throughout Colorado. So if you see Dr. Bounce back at a Barnes and Noble with a table set up and his books come holla at me. And from there, we're looking to catapult into um, into a mini tour of some sort. We're really looking we're we're really looking for small business and corporations to uh, bring the content into. But I do love speaking at universities, colleges, high schools, um, and the list goes on. So this book will catapult my career and into a new direction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and y'all heard it first the the verbalization of the visualization right here on the wake with our set and it's and it's going to be so dope to be able to like in a couple of months i'm going to make sure that that um we are at one of those barnes and nobles uh, our children yes, and, and antonio it will make sure that we are there to support but it's yes, going to be so dope to be able to bring you back on the show and say, I remember before the, the, the book was published, and right. you claimed all of this, and, you know, so just remember right. us as you grow up. Right. Because it is. It is. I, do. I, I know you're going to do what you're saying you're going to do because you've already um, given the given the proof points that you're able to visualize in that way. And so I'm yes, super excited for you, brother. Super excited for you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And I have one Absolutely. more thing. I have yes. one more thing. I'm in the process of building an interactive website. This is going to be dope. This is a platform where people can come, watch my videos, get educated, take take some of my courses. I'm going to have many courses right there on the website. You're not going to have to go to a different website or go to this and that. You're going to be able to come to the website learn about Dudley Thurman, watch several videos, get a lot of free content, uh, content strategies on how to, how to create balance, you know, how to, how to focus up for a big game or a big event. Um, and, and I've got all these mini courses. Uh, the Recipe for Resilience will be a, an online course. I also have um, an, a course coming up on, uh, on public speaking. On public speaking, I won't give all the beans away of that one, but I got one coming up on helping people learn how to how to hone their story and, and use it to their advantage. And my website is DudleyThurman.com, www.DudleyThurman.com. And on all social media outlets, it's Dr. Bounceback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So everyone, stop right now. If you're listening on the phone, 
pull your phone away from your ear, go jump on IG, go jump on Facebook, and go follow Dr. Bounce Back right now. Go make sure that you are watching the videos. You are in tune once the website goes live, as well as ready to purchase the book. Um, y'all know how we do. We support one another, so we're going to do a big push when the, when the book is published. I will make sure that I announce it so that we all can in one day go go purchase at the same time. And then after, he's, tour, after he's touring, we'll bring him back on the show and say, all right, let's re- remember what you visualized and, and vocalized with us. Right. And what have you accomplished so that we can see this in real time, right? Because that's really what it's about. That's really what it's about and, and being able to, to move in that way. Um, so thank you again. Thank you for, for yes, joining ma'am. us. Um, I really want you to take this opportunity to share any last thoughts, share any um, any more promotion that needs to be made, and um, tell the people where they can find you and, and how they can get it, have access to being able to to your coaching, to your to your support. Listen, people, I love you guys. Anyone that's listening right now, I always tell the youngsters when I go out and speak to them wherever I go, I love you. I love what you're doing. Um, I'm all about showing love and, and reciprocating it. You can, if you if you want to listen to a mixtape that I that I dropped a few a few years ago, it's pretty dope. You'll hear a little bit about my story on there. I'm speaking a lot. It's very motivational. The music is on point. My mom is on there talking. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes um, under Deadly Dr. Bounceback Thurman. The project is called Mindset Motivation Music. If you want to get tapped in and get focused, I got another one coming up too. Um, reach out to me. Let me know. I want to hear from anyone on here that has questions for me. You can go straight to my website, send me an email, or you can hop on IG, uh, Facebook, or Twitter, even LinkedIn, at Dr. Bounceback, and shoot me a message. I'd like to hear from you guys. Mhm. Yes. So thank you so much. Um, I know the marade is happening. I, I'm I'm so thankful that you you right, came right. on even through adversity. So we are going to close out our show as we do with yes, some, with some spiritual time. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for yes, ma'am. For thank you. Bringing your expertise, and uh, I look forward to a couple months being able to to say, all right, Belly, it's time to come back on so you can tell us what you did with this book tour. So. We will see you at, at, at the first one. We will be there. We're going to make sure we're there, brother. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, and you take care now. Tell your king I you said too. what's up. I like that guy. I will. I will. I was All right. Like All right. I'm glad. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right, family. Y'all, one more time. Go to go follow Dr. Bounce back on IG, on Facebook, Dudley Thurman. And make sure that you are um, paying attention to what he is dropping, the promotion, ensuring that you see that he is going to be giving us a book where, you know, at the top of the show we were talking about what is your gift and talent that you're giving us to the world. You guys just got to, to hear and witness the power of visualization and how this brother shifted his life. And let me tell you, um, truly, he is known in the streets. You know, he's like I said, when I, when I began to run into Dudley, it was – his reputation was preceding him in something, and there was at this, I, I met him at his shift. And so it's very real, and so to see him um, in this light, it's, it's so fulfilling, and it's so, and you know, when you understand spirit and energy, you understand what those sparks are when you meet people. You understand that it's like, you know, there's something about you 
and there's something about me and why there was a there was a drawing. And so when we ran into each other a couple of weeks ago at, at um, my King's event, we were able to really like say, okay, let's it's finally now it's time to really see what is this draw and what and what are we supposed to do? And this show was that manifestation. So I'm honored, blessed, and, and I'm excited for the brother. And I hope that you guys are just as inspired and motivated as I am. Thank you all for joining us. And if you are on the line, um, I want you to, first we are going to take a moment of just breathing in, just breathing in. Think about your own visualization. Think about your own opportunities. And shifting the way that you're thinking about those missed opportunities. This is just as Brother Dudley said, you know, we have to stop thinking that these things are um, harmful to us and understanding that if you if you've read my book, Rearrangement, you know, we open up with rearrangement with what is your devastation? That's the first question. What was your devastation? Because that devastation is actually what is your what catapults you into your true journey of finding your authentic spiritual energetic self which is really what we all are so brother dudley shared his devastation and how that actually propelled him to do what he's doing now so i'm going to ask sister teak if you are on the line and you would like to receive a mini reading and i'm only doing this because full moon is in leo let me let me name that too so i'm only doing a couple because you know, whenever Leo shows up, I'm going to show out. So, um, Sister Teak, is there anyone on the line who's pressed one and wants to get a mini reading? If not, y'all know I don't have to hear myself talk. We can we can shut it down. Well, currently no one is pressing one, but I'll take a free reading. Okay. All right. Take a deep breath for me. And release. All right. Uh, the first thing that's coming up is uh, you're actually in this same like shift that's happened. Um, and I know this is also because Brother Dudley just was on the show, but you've been he he was hitting points for you as well, and so you you're at this this crossroads of like blossoming into your next elevation of your spirit. Um, and you're doing a, doing an excellent job. Um, are you still in school, Teak? Is that what this is? Are you still in school? Uh, yes, I'm still in school. I'll be starting school uh, uh, the second half of the semester. I'm going to, like the last eight weeks of class. So I'm not enrolled, but I will be enrolling this semester, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, they're saying to, to continue moving in, into school and continue to doing um, doing that work. Also, um, visualizing your move, it feels like you want to you want to move like locations, like you want to leave the city and go. It feels south. It feels like I was like maybe. I don't know if this is Atlanta or if this is Florida, um, but it feels like they're saying, like, begin to visualize that, begin to to really claim it and own it 
as you know that you you can um, make that transition. I, maybe it's Texas. I don't know, but it's but it's it's definitely some some move that you have been contemplating and thinking about. But you are ready to remove your remove yourself from the environment. Um, it's not time to do it, but you are ready to start like putting in the, the effort and the energy to start attracting the means to do to do that work. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I didn't have anything. I was um, just taking it all in. Uh, I've been in a good mood since this year started. I've been, uh, uh, I don't know, I haven't had any bad luck or bad energy around me. So a lot of things have just been flowing really good for me. Although I have, like, you know, certain things happen where I lost my job and I thought that would make me sad, but it didn't. I was like, okay, so this is a shift. This is a change. So I was actually really excited for it. Mm-hmm, you know, so I like, mm-hmm. go look for another job, you know, do certain things. Uh, I try not to let too much of anything that happens in my life scares me, but, like, just accept it and, you know, understand that it's happening for a specific reason. Some I need to mm-hmm. understand, some I need to see. So I just, I'm like, okay, I'm always just accepting, you know, which way the wind blows and just going with it. I don't really let it scare yeah. me or intimidate me like I used to. So I'm just like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I know I, like I do what he was talking about, visualizing, like I keep my energy, you know, I don't want it blocked because I, like, I know what I'm looking for. I know, like, I'm sure and all this is going to happen to me as long as I keep moving. So I keep that energy putting out and then things have been just working out for the best anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I'm definitely proud of you, sis. Like you could tell your energy definitely has blossomed and, and your spirit is, is open and wider. Um, and, you know, you love universally, so you love wide. You, you kind of what Dudley said, you know, you, you have that same type of love. Like it's, it's I love everybody for who they are, all colors, all cultures. All, that's who you are naturally, and you're really, um, you're attracting that into your life. So congratulations. Like that's, and that's dope. I'm glad that you're. And now is the time to be manifesting because of what the planets are doing. Like, I'm telling everybody, like, right now, go ham. Like, talk about your visualizations. Do your vision boards. Like, dream about it and, and daydream about it and see it. Practice it. Like, now is the time to do it until about March 4th or 5th. So, like, do all of that. So, so good for you for capitalizing and, and sensing it, right, and sensing that that's what you need to do. There you go, sis. Okay. Is there, you have a is there any tap in? Yes. Uh, area code six seven eight. First three numbers is five five seven. You're on with all set. Peace, peace, peace. This is my set. Hmm. Okay, maybe not. Okay, this maybe not. It's a public platform. If you want to get a private reading, y'all, which I understand, you probably want it private, not live, because this is recorded and it's in the records. My number is seven two zero six two zero two three one six, and I will get you in. Um, is there anybody else on the line? Sometimes folks are like, I thought I wanted it live, then I don't. Uh, no, we don't have anyone else uh, tapping in for our live reading. All right. Well, I love you all. I love you all. Thank you for joining us. This is Awake with Offset, our new evolution radio where the evolution is revolution. We are your spiritual well-being 
your energy will be. And it's true that you understand, like, those cores of love physical well-being, mental well-being, emotional well-being, emotional true attitude, grounded, that you are rooted, and that that work does. So, my big brother, brother Bobby, Radio Network.